What's going on, Victory Church? How you doing? Let me hear you. Yeah. Good morning. My name is Troy. My wife, Darla, and I get the incredible privilege to pastor this church. And if you are visiting with us this morning, we want to start off by saying welcome. Um, And then we want to... There we go. All right. Let's try this again. Um, And we want to start off by saying welcome. And then next, I want to tell you, you have picked the best series to come and visit Victory Church. Y'all enjoying this series so far? Let me hear you. And so what we've been doing, in case you're wondering, is we are taking, it's a series called At the Movies, and we're taking today's blockbuster hits, and we're pulling out of them biblical principles that apply to our lives, uh, and then we're walking through that as we go. And so normally, right now, I would tell you to open your Bibles to Mark chapter 6, is what I would normally do. If you do have your Bibles, feel free, but here's what I know, is in one hand, you've got hot piping popcorn, and in the other hand, you've got a cold Coke, so it might be hard for you to hold your Bible. So during this series, we're just really encouraging you to follow along with with us on the screen. I'll have all the verses on the screen um, as we move forward. Is that cool? Everybody with me on that? All right. All right. You're enjoying your popcorn? Let me hear if you're enjoying your popcorn and Coke. Let me hear you. Uh, And your mouths are too full to even celebrate. Here we go. How many of you like underdog stories? You like underdog stories, right? I think there's something naturally in us that wants to see the underdog uh, come out a winner. And, and I don't know that there is anything, I mean, let me put it this way. I think some of the best movies out there are underdog stories, all right? So let me give you a couple examples. Um, how many of you know Rudy? Are you familiar with Rudy? Yeah, yeah, you like Rudy? Uh, how about Rocky? You like Rocky? That's a good underdog movie. Uh, I figured I would show my age a little bit, see in here, see who's a real gangster in here. Uh, do you, how many of y'all know the movie Little Giants? You know the movie Little Giants? Yeah, now that's a good movie. And if you're going to talk about underdog stories, you have to uh, mention the Oscar uh, I don't know if it was Oscar nominated, it should have been Oscar nominated, uh, hit Dodgeball, right? I mean, obviously, that's, that's a good uh, underdog story. And, and there's just something in us that wants to see the hero come through, even though he may not have what it takes. And the movie that we're looking at today uh, has that throughout the process. The movie we're looking at today actually has about 22 movies leading up to it. But all throughout the processes, you see uh, moments where you wonder if the hero has what it takes. So check out the trailer to the movie we're talking about today, Avengers Endgame. I finally know what I have to do. I know in my heart that it's right. Groot, put your seatbelt on! Always picking up after you, boys. Your haircut. Notice you've copied my beard. Some people move on, but not us. This is the fight of our lives. How many of y'all, have y'all seen the Avengers Endgame? How many of y'all seen Avengers Endgame so far? Yep. Here, here's why this is one of my favorite movies. It's because it, you've got a bunch of different people with different backgrounds and different cultures and different special abilities all coming together for one specific purpose. And listen, last week, if you joined us, we talked about the movie Incredibles 2, and we talked about how God, we talked about God's love for you, 
And this morning, I want to talk to you about the purpose that God wants to do through you. And I know it's cliche, but it's true that you have a God-given gift that's for a God-given specific purpose. And I think often what we have to try to overcome is the doubt in ourselves, right? And even Jesus, when it came to his purpose, there was a moment where Jesus had to encounter people who doubted his purpose. And I want to show you that in Mark chapter 6. And what you're gonna, it's going to be a few verses we look at today. Go ahead and throw up Mark 6 for me. Um, where Jesus has been performing miracles, and he's been outside of the place he was raised. And the place he was raised is called Nazareth. So Jesus returns, it says right here, Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. Synagogue would have been the church. And many who heard him were amazed. They were amazed at what he was doing. And here's what they say. Where did this man get these things? Where did he get these teachings? Where did he get this, they asked. What's the wisdom that has been given to him? Where did this come from? What are these remarkable miracles he's performing, all these special things he's doing? Where is that coming from? And then watch this. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And then here's the verse that really sets us up. And they took offense at him. So Jesus arrives back to Nazareth, the place he had been raised. He was born in Bethlehem, but he was raised in Nazareth. And he returns to Nazareth. They say it's a town of about less than 500 people. And he returns and starts trying to perform miracles, and they literally can't accept it. They can't understand it. They start kind of pushing him to the side because here's the deal. They don't believe that Jesus has what it takes. They don't believe he has what it takes to be able to do what he's wanting to do. And I think for me and you, often the question that we have to be able to answer is this. Do we think we have what it takes? So many times we're trying to do something. When, when somebody tells us that God has a purpose for our life, we doubt that honestly we have what it takes. Maybe not you, but this is a struggle that I always face, is do I have what it takes? And by looking at this movie this morning, I want to help you understand that you have a super purpose. Check out this trailer, this chip, this clip. Where are you going? To kill Thanos. Hey, you know, we usually work as a team here, and uh, between you and I, morale's a little fragile. We realize up there is more your territory, but this is our fight, too. You even know where he is? I know people who might. Don't bother. I can tell you where Thanos is. Thanos spent a long time trying to perfect me. And when he worked, he talked about his great plan. Even disassembled, I wanted to please him. I'd ask, where would we go once this plan was complete? And his answer was always the same. To the garden. That's cute. Thanos has a retirement plan. So where is he? When Thanos snapped his fingers, Earth became ground zero for a power surge of ridiculously cosmic proportions. No one's ever seen anything like it. Until two days ago, on this planet. Thanos is there. He used the stones again. Hey, we'd be going in shorthanded, you know? Look, he's still got the stones, so. So let's get him. Use them to bring everyone back. Just like that? Yeah. Just like that. Even if there's a, a small chance that we can undo this, I mean, we owe it to everyone who's not in this room to try. 
If we do this, how do we know it's going to end any differently than it did before? Because before you didn't have me. Hey, new girl, everybody in this room is about that superhero life. Hey, listen, I got to tell you something. No matter what you think and no matter what anybody has ever told you, we are all about that superhero life, right? Look at the person beside you and say, I'm about that superhero life. We are all about the superhero life, and here's how we know. Listen to me. God mapped out our purpose before he ever created us the person. We like to say here at Victory, you had a purpose before you had a name. Before God ever created you, he designed you with this purpose. Before your mom and dad ever gave you a name, you had a purpose. And if we were honest, we don't struggle believing that God wants to do something great. We struggle believing that God wants to do something great through us. And so our struggle is not with purpose, our struggle is with the person. And this is the same thing that's happening in Mark chapter 6 verse 3 as Jesus comes back to Nazareth and all the people of Nazareth have been hearing about this person that's been doing all these miracles and healing people and doing all these great things and they've started to kind of form in their mind who they think this might be. You ever had somebody tell you about somebody and you haven't seen them or you're talking to them on the phone, you haven't seen them and you start kind of imagining what they might look like and so the people of Nazareth are trying to picture who this miracle working person's going to be and then Jesus arrives and he he turns around and they see him and they go, huh? And then here was their response in verse 3. It says, isn't this, isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this the dude that works at Taco Bell? Isn't this, isn't this the carpenter? Look, said, isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James and Joseph, Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters with us? When I read this, I kind of went back into my whole like, like imagination and I started thinking about this circle of like 60 to 70 year old men, right? And they're all sitting at Cracker Barrel and they're talking weather and tools is the way I was picturing it. And all of a sudden, and y'all have heard this kind of statement before where they go like, ain't that Mary's boy? You know what I'm talking about? Y'all ever heard that statement before? Like, ain't that Mary's boy right there? And he's like, man, that boy couldn't even change a tire on, 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 a, on, a, on a fly truck. He ain't gonna do no miracle. You know what I mean? Like, you just kind of see them having that discussion about Jesus, and they're just, they're just totally disappointed that it's him. And here's why. Listen, they are sizing Jesus up, and they're sizing up his purpose. And here's what they're ultimately saying. They've come to the conclusion that surely... There is someone better, right? When it comes to miracles, surely, surely there is. Ain't, isn't he a carpenter? Ain't, ain't that Mary's boy? Aren't, aren't his sisters right here? Haven't we seen him running around barefooted in the town? Surely there's someone better. And if we're honest with ourselves, here's the funny thing, is that a lot of times when somebody tells us that we have a God-given purpose, and somebody tells us that we have a special God-given gift, on the outside we smile and we agree, but on the inside we're saying, surely, surely God has someone better, right? Is it just me? I'm going to make sure I know I'm talking to this morning here. That's, that's how often I think. But the older I get, I'm beginning to learn more and more that better is subjective, Right? So, so, for example, one of, one of the biggest discussions recently in our country when it comes to what's better, something that caused an uproar all throughout uh, America, America is the, the debate between what's better, a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich or an Arby's chicken sandwich. Y'all remember when that happened, right? That, that was a big deal. What was it? Popeyes. See, that's why we shouldn't even be making this comparison. I can't even remember the name of it. 
and it's Chick-fil-A. Like, there's just, there's, there, that's the dumbest debate we've ever had as a, a, a human race. It's Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? They're busy at 6 in the morning and midnight. They just have lines because it's Chick-fil-A. And we're trying to compare it to Popeye's. You go there, their chicken's not even ready. You know what I'm talking about? You got to wait 20 minutes to be able to. Their sauces are an extra 75 cents for a sauce. You see, I'm mad about this. And I'm just learning. Hear me. Better is not so much like this, this, this certain decision as much as it is more taste, right? It's more like what, what do you like? And if you're, if you're not careful, the, the debate of better can split a room. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's not like this concrete decision. It's just, it's just taste of what somebody likes. For example, I could, I could throw some things out, and then we could, we could split this room up really quick, and I would never do that. Let's do it, okay? And so, so let's just figure out, uh, for example, uh, what's better, Hulu or Netflix? All right. Mm-hmm. I heard a few Hulus in there. Uh-huh. You're, you're like stuffing your mouth full of popcorn. Like, uh, all right, here we go for, for you gym people. Cardio or weights? All right. <laughs> Sleep. Uh, all right. Um, all right. Let's get, let's get real serious here for a minute. Uh, Android or iPhone? <laughs> Next week, we're going to have some people over here and some people over here. It's like this is the Android and Hulu people, and this is the iPhone and Netflix and everything else that's of God over here. And so... I'm sorry. Uh, uh, all right, let's go real deep, real, real theological. You ready? Here we go. Super, this, this will break up a marriage right here. Um, Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme? Krispy Kreme. Y'all need Jesus. Until Dunkin' Donuts puts it in a microwave or something. It, hey, I'll do you one better. You ready? You ready? If you're from Smyrna, Donut Man. Thanks for coming to Victory Church. We'll see you next week. What was it? My poor wife. She's like, <laughs> she's like, baby, I love you. Y'all got up and leave. She'd just go too. You know what I'm talking about? She'd be like, ah, he don't need anybody. Like, it's just subjective, right? It's all about what you feel. We could go all day. What's better, Tupperware or country crock? You know what I mean? You get it? Tupperware. Anyway, y'all don't know about that. When it comes to the movie that is our life, think about it like this. Thinking that there is someone better for your role could be insulting to the one who cast you to begin with, right? When it comes to the role that you're playing in your life, God cast you in that role. Nobody else did. Well, my mom gave birth to me, but but, hey, guess what? He created the ability to have birth, okay? God cast you for that role. And hear me, if he wanted you taller, he'd have made you taller. If he wanted you shorter, he'd have made you shorter. If he wanted you to have hair, he would have gave you hair. You know what I mean? If he wanted you to have facial hair, please, God, why not? I just want David's beard. That's all I want, but I can't get it. You know, if he had made you, if he wanted you stronger, wiser, cuter, he would have made you that way. He would have made you however he needed to make you for the purpose in which he's called you for. Because better, listen to me, better is relative to purpose. Okay? A uh, few years ago, my, my father in law helped me, uh, Darla and I, renovate our house in Memphis as we were getting ready to sell it. We wanted to do something nice for him, and, and he loves to play guitar and stuff. So we decided we were going to buy him a guitar to kind of say thank you for all the work he did. And so I, I know very little about guitars. Matter of fact, I know that that is one. Um, 
And that's about the extent of it right there, okay? And so we go into Guitar Center. Y'all ever been to Guitar Center before? Is there a Guitar Center out here? I don't know. Okay, all right. Anyway, it's a store that's nothing but guitars. So you walk in, and there's a whole, sto- whole wall of guitars. And I go in, and I go up to the guy who works, and he says, you know, what do you need? I said, hey, I need to get a guitar. And he's like, okay. And I said, what, what, what guitar is better, right? Like, what's your best guitar? And so we walk over, and there's this, I mean, there's this line. So it's kind of like the, the least expensive guitars all the way to the most expensive guitars. And some are big, and some are skinny, and some are colorful, and some do stuff that others don't do. And I'm, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, hey, man, which one is better, right? I was kind of just, which one of these is better? Is it, is it the cheap one? Is it the expensive one? Is it the blue one? Is it the red one? Which one is better? And he said something to me I'll never forget. He said, well, it depends on what you're going to use it for. So here's what I'm learning about better. When it comes to whether or not there is someone better, it depends on what you're going to use it for, right? It's not about who's better for the role. It's about who was built for the responsibility, Okay, so the conversation here is not that someone's better for the purpose that God created you for. It's that God built you for that. Listen, I understand it looks like they have a better marriage, right? You look at them and they have a better, better family and a better marriage, but you were built for your spouse. You were given grace for your spouse. Listen to me. Nobody could put up with me like Darla puts up with me, Okay. Darla was built to have great, so much proven just a few seconds ago, okay? All of y'all were abandoning me and leaving me, and she's like, woo, we're going to go to Donut Man after this, baby. Like, you know, I mean, just straight support. Listen, you, you, you see people parenting, and you're, you think they're better parents than you, but you are graced for your kids. I know this. I'm graced for my kids. I don't want your kids. Don't bring your kids. I, I can love on them on Sunday morning, but I'm graced for my kids, and it's a miracle they're alive. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just become graced, and God built us for what he built us for. And I need you to understand this. No one is better equipped than you for your purpose. Whatever God called you to do, there is nobody better equipped than you. Nobody designed better than you. Nobody formed better than you, nobody molded better to you, better than you, because God assigned your specific purpose to you. So God gave you every bit of design. That funny haircut you have, God gave it to you for a reason. You know what I mean? The mole that's right on your face, God gave it to you. Your height, God, everything, God gave it. Your fashion sense, God gave it all to you for a reason, because you have a specific purpose assigned to you. But the people of Nazareth couldn't get that. And so when they saw Jesus, they thought, surely there's somebody better. And because of that, the saddest to me, one of the saddest scriptures in the Bible happens in Mark chapter 6, verse 5. And it says this, he could not do any miracles there. He could lay his hands on a few sick people. He could heal them. But he couldn't do the miracles that he, the top 10 miracles that Jesus did in his, in his three and a half years of ministry. The top 10 list, they're not in Nazareth. But listen, it wasn't because Jesus wasn't able It's because they wouldn't allow him to. I thought more and more about it, right? These guys, I mean, they they grew up with Jesus in Nazareth. And so I'm starting to understand this more and more because it'd be really hard to see someone as Savior when you've seen him with a sippy cup. Right? How do you fear the authority of someone when you've seen them fight acne? (laughs) So Jesus has been around them. And so they have a hard time accepting Jesus to be who he is and the purpose that he is because they've seen him grow up. And I think a lot of times our problem is we've seen ourselves grow up. 
And so here's the deal. It's not that God can't use you. It's that you won't let him. And the reason is you struggle seeing someone so cosmic use somebody so common. Check out this clip. She's not coming back. We have to make it worth it. We have to. We will. ready. Question is, who's going to snap their freaking fingers? I'll do it. Excuse me? It's okay. Um, no, 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 hey, no, no, stop, wait, stop, wait, stop, wait, 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 just wait. You haven't decided who's going to put that on you. Oh, I'm sorry. We were all just sitting around waiting for the right opportunity. We should at least discuss it. Look, look, sitting here staring at the thing is not going to bring everybody back. I'm the strongest Avenger, okay? So this responsibility falls upon me. It's, it's, it's my duty. It's not that. Stop it. Just look at me. Good, something right. Look, it's not just the fact that that glove is channeling enough energy to light up a continent. I'm telling you, you're in no condition. What do you, what do you think is coursing through my veins right now? She's whiz. Lightning. Yeah, lightning. Lightning won't help you, pal. It's gotta be me. You saw what those stones did to Thanos? They almost killed them. None of you could survive. How do we know you will? We don't, but the radiation's mostly gamma. It's like, uh, I was made for this. Mm. It's like I was made for this. Listen to me, all of these heroes throughout these movies, they're, they're made special so that they can do something special. And I need you to understand it's the same thing about us. I need you to understand that the gospel goes, yes, there's salvation, but there's more beyond salvation. And it's the understanding that God designed us special so that we could do something special. I'm no longer talking about what you can do. I'm now talking about how you were made. And God designed you just as much as he designed them. He gave you special abilities and special powers. I'm going to prove it to you. In 1 Peter 4.10, watch this. God has given each of you some what? special abilities. This is the Living Bible version. Those of you that grew up and you always wanted to be a superhero and you always wanted superpowers and you always wanted special powers, guess what? It's biblically correct. It's right there. We all have super special abilities. God given. God given. Now, maybe you can't fly. I understand it. But you have the ability to handle confrontation. You may be able, you might not be able to shoot lasers out of your eyes, but you know how to encourage, right? God has given you super abilities. And now watch this, my favorite part. Be sure to use them to what? Help each other. You always hear people say when you get these powers, you better use them for good, not evil. Where do you think they got that? From the Bible, because we have special abilities, we better use them to be able to help others, not just for ourselves. So not only did God design you special to do something special, he designed you special to do something special, watch this, for other people. 
The reason why God left us on earth and didn't take us up when we got saved was so that we could share the gospel and impact the lives of other people. And so God knew you needed special abilities to do that. And so there's something about you that's not the same about me. I'm going to give a shameless plug to Growth Track right now because we're doing part two today. And if you are in this room and you're like, I don't really know what my gift is. I'm not really sure what my special ability is. We take you through a little questionnaire to help you find that out. And then when you start to realize, oh, God did give me this gift. There were people all on this stage today who realized what their special ability is, and they were using it. And I've realized that's not my special ability. But I'm not trying to be them. I'm trying to operate in my special ability, right? And God has given us all a special ability to be able to help other people. Say, but I was honest with you. I don't feel special. Right? I don't feel special. Just, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't feel special. Of course you don't feel special. And here's why you don't feel special. Because you are an ordinary person that's being used by an extraordinary God. And that's why you don't feel special. Because you know how ordinary you are. You just need to realize how extraordinary the one operating through you is. Somebody was talking about the disciples this way in the book of Acts. It's pretty interesting how they laid this out because it was almost word for word what I just said. They, they saw a couple of the disciples, uh, Peter and John. It says when they saw the courage of Peter and John, watch this, and realized they were both unschooled and ordinary men. When they realized they were ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Here's what was happening, church. They were seeing extraordinary things being done by ordinary people. And it caught their attention. And they realized the only way that ordinary people could do extraordinary things is they must have been around Jesus. Because hear me, when you give your life to an extraordinary God, it's the only way you can be both special and ordinary. Uh, if you have kids, you, you know what it's like to be both special and ordinary. The, the other day, I, I kind of felt this experience. I had one moment where I was special, the next moment where I was very ordinary. I was in the house, and Casey Ray wanted to climb onto my shoulders. She's my four-year-old, and I'll put her on my shoulders a lot of times, and I'll carry around the house, and she loves it because now she's taller, and she can touch, you know, the, the doorway, and she can do all these things, and she'll act like a superhero. And so she'll tell people, you know, when she walks by her mom, she'll be like, Mom, look at me. I'm so tall. I'm so big. And so all of a sudden, I felt like this extraordinary father, right, because I'm walking around, and I'm giving her this ability, and I'm making her feel special and all this kind of stuff and then I put her down and about 30 seconds 45 seconds later I heard this coming down the hallway dad can you wipe me <laughs> and I went right back to ordinary you know what I mean you have this moment where you're extraordinary and then you're ordinary I'm extraordinary and then I'm ordinary because only giving your life to an extraordinary God can you be both special and ordinary you know what makes church so great is because you're sitting in a room full of special people who are so ordinary. Well, what makes us so special? What's the special ability? It's Christ running through our veins. I love Thor said, what's running through my veins? And he said, cheese whiz, right? And his answer was lightning. Well, for us, it's the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit starts operating through us, it takes ordinary people and it makes them extraordinary. And you could never be better equipped than you are right now for your purpose. But here's the catch. 
You cannot do it alone. I've been waiting for this clip. Watch this. On your left.
symbol. so ready to tell you this has been in my bones literally for weeks all right now watch this mark chapter 6 verse 6 and 7 says that then jesus went around teaching village to village and then he called the 12 to him his disciples and he began to send them out two by two and he gave them authority to over impure spirits what does that scene have to do you see that captain america was about to fight uh thanos and he was all bloody and he was about to lose because it was just him and then Falcon said, on your left. And all of a sudden, Black Panther walked in like a straight G. You see, he just walked in like, like he was ready. And then one by one, and they're all together, and everybody's looking. And I was in the theater like, ah! What does that have to do with my life? I'm about to show you. Let me see this bucket real quick. Camille, come here for a second, Camille. Come here for a second. Hurry up. Hurry up. I didn't even tell you I'm using you. Yep, nobody knows. Come on. You better hurry up. Better run. Come here for a second. Is Everett, Everett, you in here? Everett, where are you standing if you're in here? I know you're in. Come here. Come here. Come up here on stage for a second. Come here for a second. Pastor Brian, come out here for a second. Come on. Come on. Where are you at? Pastor Brian already told you. Come here. All right. Check this out. All right. So the Bible says that we have special abilities, right? Special abilities. But your ability doesn't have to be my ability because what we don't need is a whole bunch of Captain Americas. You know what I'm saying? We need a bunch of different people. So here's what happens. Check this out. So, so Camille finds out. Hold this for a second. Camille, you're an encourager, right? Have, have you ever been around Camille before? You can't be around Camille and not smile. She's just got this gift of encouragement. You know what I'm saying? Pastor Brian, we know you got this gift of exhortation, right? Pastor Brian's got an ability to speak. When he speaks, people get moved. People get encouraged, that kind of thing. Everett, what people don't know about you is, and, and when you look at him, you think his gift is bouncing, right? That he can just, just get people out church quickly. Do you, you're about to get your mind blown. The, the most incredible gifting in this man, are you ready? Is his ability to minister to children. It's incredible. And so, it's kind of ironic, but hold that for a second, all right? So, so Jeff, your ability is music, right? So come over here for a second. How, how far can you go? All right, so hold on to that for a second. So like, what, is this, what has this got to do with anything? What's it got, can, are you able to come a little bit closer and put it on? Are you able, how, how far can you stretch? So here's what's so great. It's like, what does what, what, what this got to do with anything? These are people operating in their God-given gift and their special ability. So, so watch this. He don't look like him, right? And he can't look like him. Because we need people to minister to kids and people to lead us in worship. See what I mean? And then she can't look like him because we need people to catch us at the door and we need people to lead us at the end in prayer. And so you got to find out that there's a point where you understand that God has given you a special ability for the purpose God's called you for. And then watch this. Let me get in front of you in the middle for a second. You start to understand that God's called us to assemble for the impacting of changing lives. Troy, 
What are you talking about? I'm about to tell you. What you don't know is last Sunday in this service, five people gave their heart to Jesus. Five people. Which means those five people came into this place not knowing God, not having a relationship with God, ultimately having a destiny in hell, eternal hell, and they gave their heart to Christ, and now their name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, and they will serve Jesus, and they will be in heaven, and it all started, watch this, at a door. Because when they came into a door, you know, they had their walls up. I've been to church before. Church people are, you know, they're, they're special in a different way, you know what I mean? And so, so they came in, and, and, and they met her and her special ability at the door. And it's like, okay, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. She's happy. She's fun. She's laughing. Her hair is fresh to death. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty cool. And then they had to go to V-Kids and drop off their kids. And Everett came walking up, and they were like, I'm about to get beat up at church. <laughs> and then their kids ran to Everett, and Everett took them into V-Kids, and they had a great time. And then they came into service. And they came in, and the walls were still up a little bit, even though their kids were safe, and even though they had been greeted at the door, they didn't quite know what was going on. They were looking around at people, and then, this, as Pastor Brian says, this karaoke started, and Jeff starts leading worship, and people start, walls coming down, and then service comes to the end, and Pastor Brian gets up and shares a little bit, and that hand starts to go up and says, yeah, 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 I, I, I want to impact my, I want to change my life. I want to accept Jesus. So what happens is God took different people with special abilities, and when they assembled together, right, and they came together they were unstoppable against the enemy God's given you a gift for a purpose and you got to start understanding that it's not just you're yes you're ordinary you're so ordinary it's stupid but you're so special and God's given you something that when you get teamed up with other people you become life impacting and lives are changed forever and there are people who are impacting this place today and they don't even care about me or him or her or him or him they care about somebody that's sitting out here right now because they've impacted their lives and then here's the best part Corey I didn't even tell you bro I was going to use you come here for a second come here Corey is Corey, come here come here Corey where'd he go I lost him did he, did he already walk out alright I'm going to use somebody else uh, alright Tommy, can I use you, bro? Can I use you? He's like, I'll kill you dead. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Tommy and his wife, Jen, they've been coming out for two weeks. Come on, come around here. This, this is the sweetest part. So you got this team, right? And they've been using their special abilities to impact lives. And then somebody comes and visits. Ooh, son. Somebody comes and says, you know what? This is my place. This is my place. And then they go in for dinner. They learn. Is that going to fit you? Yeah. Oh, Jen. There you go. You better get a picture right now for Wyatt. You know what I'm saying? And then come and stand over here. Stand over here. here. And they come and learn their special ability. And they, it's, it's revealed to them. And then they assemble with the team. And more lives continue to change. Can I tell you one more thing and then I'll close? You know that the Bible often refers to Jesus as the avenger? He's avenging for us what the enemy did. And the Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive in us so that we can do the things that God wants us to do so that we can see the saving of many lives, which means that if we're operating in the Holy Spirit and we're operating in the power of Jesus and we're operating in seeing people get saved and be able to go to heaven, then that would make us the avengers right? The Avengers for the blood of Christ 
to be able to see people saved, to be able to see people changed, all because God can use a special ability and put it together and be able to impact for the saving of lives. Now, here's the best part. You belong up here. There's some gift, there's some special ability that God's given you. And God wants you to use it for the saving of many lives. That's why he made you the way he made you. There is no one better than you to do what God has called you to do. Amen? Lord, I thank you right now for your faithfulness. I thank you for your word that it's alive, that it's moving in our lives. I thank you for every person that's in here right now. And God, that you called them to a special thing with a special ability. God, you put a calling on their life. You created them in an incredible way to be able to do something incredible. And I pray right now they would realize that, that salvation is the first step, but then serving you in our purpose, in our gift is the next. And God, we would understand that when we come together, there is no weapon that the enemy forms that could ever come against us. So I pray right now that we would realize that every person in this room would open their heart to you, to what you're calling them to do and for what you created them for. It's in Jesus' name we pray and everybody said.